0: CIUT 89.5 The Sound of Your City.
1: I'm Aaron Lightstone from the band
2: Jaffa Road, and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT.
1: Eighty nine point five FM.
3: Check Check 1-2, hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and it is a beautiful day here in Toronto. We are in Studio 3, that's CIUT's main studio in Hart House, and today we're doing a show all about the com- country of Lithuania. As you know, on every single episode of Tracks From Abroad, we interview international students from the University of Toronto, and we visit another country. That means learning about its culture in Toronto, learning about its music, its folk music, its holidays, all of the above. And today on the show, we have two fantastic guests. The first one is Elizabeth. She is a University of Toronto student. She is the uh, University College Literary and Creative Arts Deputy. She is a kickboxer, and she is an actress in many theater productions. I had a great conversation with her. And again, it goes to show that the students at the University of Toronto are so diverse, and that's what we're trying to do here on CIUT, is amplifying the diverse voices in our community. Now, the next interviewee here, you're going to hear around the 30-minute mark, is a real hit. His name is Darius He is the ambassador of Lithuania to Canada. I called him up in Ottawa a few weeks back. And Darius gives a really interesting window into the life of an ambassador. You're dealing with the entire Lithuanian population within Canada, trying to serve them. It's not an easy task, and this guy has some really fantastic stories to go along. But the person who really inspired me most on this episode, his name is Ed Stunjeviches. He uh works on the show Echoes of the Amber Coast on uh, McMaster's CFMU radio. That's ninety three point three in Hamilton, and that show has been going on for an incredible uh, well, since 1978, y'all let you do the math. His show is on 1 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. And this guy, Ed, I just sent him an email, and he was so helpful talking about some fantastic Canadian artists of Lithuanian descent, telling some really great stories as well. So if you're a Lithuanian, I hope this episode makes you proud. I have two other things to mention. The first one is that a friend of Tracks from Abroad, that being Chris Hale, he is a sitar teacher who lives in the east side of Toronto in Little India. He is performing. And we had Chris on the show um, to talk about his sitar, to tell us all the parts about it uh, a little while back. So he's playing a show. It's called My Unrequited Valentine, a romantic evening of Indian classical, Bollywood and Ghazal music performed by Chris Hale on the sitar vocals and guitar with Ozzy Lial on the tabla. You guys guys, uh, remember, rather, the tabla instrument, those Indian drums. And this show is coming up Saturday, February 11th at 7 p.m. And it's going to be held at the Birchcliff Bluffs United Church. That's 33 East Road in Scarborough. Uh, Tickets are $15 in advance or $20 at the door. So I highly suggest you search up My Unrequited Valentine, Chris Hale. He's performing sitar. You can get yourself some tickets or you can show up the day of to uh Birch Cliff Bluffs United Church 33 East Road in Scarborough to hear some incredible music. The last shout out we're going to do right now is Rizak. He is a UFT student. He's sitting behind me. We love to have students in the uh in the studio and uh Rizak is a DJ. You got to look at my, Actually, Rizak, what's your uh, DJ name? Do is, Rizak Narani. You guys probably have heard of it, but he's an up-and-coming DJ in Toronto, and we're going to try to get him a show on CIUT. Uh, So, Rizak, thanks so much for being here. Now, we're going to get into some Lithuanian music today on Tracks from Abroad. I'm just going to set it up right now, but again, listen for Elizabeth, uh, the UFT student, as well as Darius Skusevic, the ambassador of Lithuania to Canada, and thank you so much for listening today to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We are in the studio with Elizabeth. Welcome to Tracks from Abroad.
4: Thank you so much. Hi, how are you?
3: I'm doing great, thank you. Today is Monday, first day of the week, eh? Uh, <laughs>
4: how yeah. was
3: your Monday? What did you do today?
4: My Monday was quite okay. I woke up. Waking up is very important. Had some oatmeal. Yeah. I really like oatmeal. That's okay. like my childhood food. I used to hate it so much because my mom would make me eat oatmeal every What do you day. add
3: to your oatmeal? That's... Nothing. You just eat it plain? (laughs) I just like,
4: yeah, just eat it plain. I like it. Well, with milk sometimes. My oat milks, you know. Then I went to my drama class. For three hours.
3: <laughs> so let's talk, you said drama and lit, that's your thing. And I, yeah. I, I saw you, I got in contact with you because um, you are an exec at the University College Literary Society. Yeah. And you, you handle, you manage the, the creative arts, literary creative arts, all that. Tell me about that.
4: I always love to tell people that the University College Literary and Athletic Society is Canada's oldest student Uh, democratically elected Mm. society and the LCA the literary and creative arts commission basically deals with all the things related to creativity last Mm. year for example there was a drag show that the LCA put on there's coffee houses open mics there will also hopefully be collaborations with dance initiatives and it's going to be really exciting so people should really pay attention you know
3: (laughs) hell yeah another one of your passions I've seen is acting is drama you've done a lot of acting and uh, so what happens in this acting class? Because UFT is enormous. There's so many departments. What is an, a drama or an acting class like?
4: We go there and we lie on the floor.
3: Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a massage class or something.
4: It's fabulous. For example, today we came to class. So we put on different socks because the floor was kind of gross. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then we... Got into partners, yeah. and we connected with fingers, and we led each other around the room for like half an hour, and wow. then we sat there and observed each other, and then we bred our monologues.
3: <laughs> that couldn't be further from engineering or physics or any of those intense. <laughs> I mean, maybe it can be intense. Oh, it's so intense! Do you intense have too. end of the year exams?
4: Um, we have presentations. It's very, it's very much so something that if you are passionate in it, it will be really enjoyable to do. For example, on Thursdays, I have six hours of drama because I have one class for three hours and then another class for three hours. And a lot of practical um, and a lot of memorization of things, a lot of being able to be vulnerable and trusting people. And it's quite difficult, surprisingly. I'm
3: sure it is.
4: I'm also in the life sciences doing cell and molecular biology. In comparison, the drama department is so much smaller. My class has 11 people right now. So we're all friends. We go hang out outside of class. It's there's no competition or anything in the sense of like the mindset of people, and everybody just really loves each other. And it's so nice.
3: That is. Did your love of acting and theater start in Lithuania?
4: Yeah, actually, um, in my elementary school, it was called I think it's still, um, it's, it still it exists still, but it got changed a bit. And I was Little Red Riding Hood okay. when I was six years old in grade one. Last year, I was in Critics Pick, which was a student-written uh, and directed show, part of the Follies Fest, and I played one of the people there. There were six of us, and it was a piece basically about how it is that we judge art and who determines what art is good and so on. And then I also was in Radium Girls, and I played somebody who died. But in when I lived in Singapore for... Um, three years. I was part of the uh, Singapore Repertory Theatre's um, acting to your acting program, and we did an anti-bullying play
3: campaign. How did you met? Did you happen to go from Lithuania to Southeast Asia and now to Canada? How did that happen?
4: We moved to Singapore because of my dad's job, because he got a better job there. So we're like, okay, well, we're going there now. Okay, which was crazy. That's a drastic change. Yeah. Um,
3: when did you move to Canada?
4: And when I was ten. So. I was born in Lithuania, raised in Lithuania. For summers, we'd go visit Ukraine because my dad's Ukrainian. So uh, when I was eight, we lived in Germany, but we would go back to Lithuania still because my school was in Lithuania. I was living in both countries at the same time, Mm -hmm. in a way. And then I moved to Canada when I was 10 and Singapore when I was 16. And then last year for university, I came back here. I think this is something that I discovered in Singapore because when I moved to Canada... Uh, I was 10 years old, and I think children can be really mean. Um, I had a very thick accent. It was just like a general yeah, European definitely. accent. They'd make fun of me, and after a while, there was a desire to sort of hide the European identity just to fit in, I guess, in a way. And it became normal. To, I'm just like, just Elizabeth. You know, introduce yourself as a Canadian person. You're Canadian now. You know, I am Canadian, and I can do this. And then I moved to Singapore, and all of a sudden, it's like, where am I from? Am I from Canada? Lithuania? I don't know where I'm from anymore. I <laughs> home, we speak a, a weird mixture of Lithuanian, Russian, and English, just mm-hmm. sort of all crushed together. But Lithuanian is still the predominant language. And if I'm talking just to my sister, it'll just be Lithuanian, or just to my mom, it'll also be just Lithuanian. Um, we still celebrate all of the holidays and do all the traditions and just the whole love, I guess, mm-hmm. a, love of the culture makes us so that we want to be able to continue it so it's really cool
3: of course you're listening to tracks from abroad and we were talking with elizabeth about lithuania we're going to take a music break and we'll be right back in a moment
0: messages, press 1. To
3: change your greeting, press 3. Hello, listeners of CIUT. This is Andre Ashkovich. I've been a guest on Tracks from Abroad several times. And I'd just like to say that Tracks from Abroad represents one of the most important aspects of a campus radio station. That is giving a voice to students and their music. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall, and today we are focusing on Lithuania. And we have Elizabeth here in our studio. Elizabeth, again, welcome to Tracks from Abroad.
4: Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here.
3: Now, Lithuania is very close to Latvia, which we've done a show on before, but it also borders Belarus, Poland, and Russia, a little part of Russia.
4: Yeah, there's a little part of Russia.
3: What's the deal with that little area? And I think it's called something grad. What is that called?
4: Kaliningrad. What is up with it now is that people are freaked out a little bit Mm -hmm. because it's still Russia. And, you know, obviously with the war that is going on, it's a little bit alarming. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm Lithuanian and Ukrainian from my dad's side. So for me, the war in Ukraine right now is like extremely scary. But also to a lot of people in Lithuania and Ukraine, they have just they've always had a partnership with each other. Um, When Lithuania was leaving Soviet Union, Ukraine was one of its stronger supporters. And now Lithuania is like supporting Ukraine. And there's always been this shared trauma for all the countries that used to be a part of the Soviet Union. So currently, the war is especially scary for all the countries that used to be in the Soviet Union. So Everybody's scared that the horrors might repeat it Mm. again.
3: I want to ask you about some of your hobbies. I saw that martial arts and kickboxing and these sorts of things you're interested in. Where did that start for you?
4: (laughs) In Singapore, my sister was like, oh, I want to exercise. And I said, okay, go exercise. And she said, I'm going to go do self-defense classes. So she found a Muay Thai gym nearby and she was like, you should come. And I said, no, I am not coming to go to fight people that is so scary. I will not be doing that. Half a year later, I was like, fine, I will come join you for one class, but only one class, don't pressure me. And then I really liked it. and just kept on going since then. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a professional fighter because there are too many horror stories. One of the coaches in Singapore from All the Elbows his jaw has gotten so weak that now that he's in his 50s or 60s, I don't know, his teeth are falling out. I would like my teeth to not fall out. Yeah,
0: that's
3: not ideal. Or Do you continue to practice that sport?
4: Yeah. I've only been back in Canada for a few weeks, so I haven't gone since I've been back just because I am still running around like I had this chicken trying to, like, get my apartment in order.
3: Yeah. Now, every time on Tracks from Abroad, we ask students to pick some songs that they like from their country and to make a playlist. So I'd like to ask you, is there a certain song that we can talk about? Maybe it's important based on your childhood or a holiday or anything like that. Which one would you pick?
4: There's this one song that everybody, everybody in Lithuania knows it's often played for the memorial services for the people that died during protests when there were pretty much just tanks like running people over. Um, those called the
3: January incidents? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one's called Laisve, which is just freedom. Um, it's by Jurka Šaduikita. I think it also reflects Lithuanian patriotism quite well. It's really inspiring to see how people care about their country, about their culture, about having their own language, their own traditions. When I was in elementary school, in grade two or whatever, we would sing that song as if it's like the most beautiful thing in the world. And now other people in grade two are also singing like it's like the most beautiful thing. And it's been like years since that.
3: Well, it's very nice to get background on the song before we all listen to it. So please enjoy this Lithuanian song here on Tracks from Abroad. You are listening to CIUT 89.5 FM. We're talking with Elizabeth today. and We'll be back right after this music break. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today we are doing a show on Lithuania. My name is Jesse. I'm sitting across from Elizabeth. We're talking about your country. Now, a nice thing to learn about for different countries, international countries, is their holidays. Are there holidays that stick out to you in your memory that you liked?
4: Yeah. Um, as a kid, my favorite was Oška We uh, build a lady that represents uh, winter. And then we make scary masks. Of, like, devils and whatever. This does not not sound good. (laughs) Then we burn the lady. Okay. And then we dance around the lady chanting, go away, winter, and stuff like that. So it's a
3: spring. It's opening the new scene. Yeah,
4: except we, like, burn a lady made out of wood wearing scary devil masks.
3: Yeah.
0: So.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, Nicaragua does a similar thing, I believe, filling uh, sort of a... like a mannequin with fireworks and they shoot off all the fireworks. I don't know <laughs> why those, those two might be related, but that's an interesting holiday. Um, yeah. Are there any that you still celebrate, even though that you're in Canada?
4: Yeah, um, all the Independence Days, there's three. Okay. Um, one for the crowning of the king and then one for when Lithuania became its own uh, state, and, but then also another one when it left Soviet Union. So Lithuania has three Independence Days. Mm-hmm. For those, we usually make Zeppelini. Which is like smushed up, but it takes a long time to make. You smush up potatoes and you put them through a linen cloth, a linen or cotton cloth. I don't remember. I have to ask my grandma. Uh, to make <laughs> all the we'll water your go away. On the show
3: here.
4: A <laughs> yeah, 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 to make all the water go away. Okay. And then you make sort of meat patties, but I don't eat meat anymore, so I'm kind of like a fake Lithuanian because Lithuanians love meat. But potato covered meat thing, or mushroom thing, or cottage cheese thing, and also šaltibaršči, which is like a kefir borscht, but you put beets, and it's cold, you put beets and cucumbers, uh, egg inside, green things, like the, you know, the green, green little sprout thingies that grow, and you mix it with kefir, and that's, oh, it's so good, it's one of my favorite foods. And potatoes, we eat a lot of potatoes. A lot of potatoes. A lot of potatoes. <laughs> lot of potatoes. potatoes are amazing. So every single celebration, there's always that. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, because Lithuania used to be pagan, um, now it's mostly Catholic, uh, but people just enjoy the traditions but people just have fires and dance and make um weave wreaths put them on your hair and walk around with white dresses and it's just like one of those traditional and then another one that I really like uh is Christmas Eve dinner because um traditionally (laughs) it's kind of it's funny because there's also like a another Twist to it. that You have to like pick out a straw, and whoever picks out the shortest one will die first. Oh so my. it's like morbid, kind of ironic for Christmas Eve. But my family don't so doesn't if, really if, like, like that.
3: If, if a young, yeah, that's an odd one. If like a <laughs> child were to pick out a straw, they would just be like, "Oh, you're the one who dies first.
4: <laughs> yep. But sometimes people What's are like, "What's the purpose like of that tradition?"
2: Okay, who Lithuania knows? <laughs> is
4: quite superstitious. There's so many superstitions. <laughs> huh. Um... I mean, like, I'm not superstitious, but, like, I'm Lithuanian. So, you know, knock on wood, go, phew, pew you have to spit behind your shoulder for three times. I do it two times to be extra safe.
3: Okay, you got me really <laughs> interested because I like talking about superstition. Are there things that your parents believe in, superstitions, that you don't do?
4: During Christmas Eve also, people, like, throw a shoe and, like, whoever lands at the door will be, like, the first to, like, get married and leave or something like that. I forget.
3: Okay. There's also,
4: like, don't eat off of a, a knife because you'll be bitter for like seven years or something okay. I don't remember how many years yeah, no I
3: wouldn't recommend eating off a knife I once <laughs> cut my tongue when I was camping
4: and so um, you were bitter and so, so I, it came true I
3: mean I, <laughs> yeah I've been bitter for, for a little bit <laughs> here um Elizabeth it's been very nice to talk to you on tracks from abroad is there a song that we can play out this show with
4: sure do you want a happy song or a sad song I want a
3: happy one we've been talking about superstition do you and, want a
4: happy song and, oh uh, I don't know uh, if there's happy happy songs
3: well, the truth is, we don't understand the <laughs> lyrics, so it just has to sound happy.
4: Rudens <laughs> which means the autumn night has stopped. It sounds very lovely.
3: <laughs> all right. Elizabeth, thank you very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. I enjoyed hearing all about Lithuania.
4: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Man užtengė akis telnais jodais. Kogas ten mane, kokie pavojai į mano miestą bundantį ateis? Kogas ten Išsaugot saugot ir grūdens Be bom-
3: You are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and we have reached the midpoint-ish of this show. This is episode number 57. Today we're learning all about Lithuania as well as Lithuanian Canadians those Lithuanians who have emigrated from their country into uh, Canada and uh, we've got some fantastic conversations coming up for you who better to talk about this group of people than the ambassador of Lithuania to Canada that's Darius Skusevicius who we had on the show just a short while ago Um, so you're going to hear his interview that I did with Darius I would like to mention a few more things remind you that Chris Hale a fantastic local sitar teacher who has been on tracks abroad before is performing a show it's called my unrequited valentine it is a romantic evening of indian classical bollywood and ghazal music performed on the sitar and on the tabla that's february 11th uh, starting at 7 p.m at the birch cliff bluffs united church at 33 east road in scarborough go ahead and search uh, my unrequited valentine Quite the name on Google, and I'm sure that'll come up again. It's Burt Cliff Bluffs United Church, 33 East Road in Scarborough. Go grab some tickets for that. I hope you have enjoyed some of this Lithuanian music on the show today. And if you have or if you have any questions about the show, questions about what countries we have visited before, you can send us an email at tracksfromabroad@ciut.fm tracks from abroad at ciut.fm all of our shows by the way are up on spotify shows number zero through 57 of course today is number 57 now again back to this show that I heard, it is on um, cfmu.ca, that's their website, cfmu93.3 in Hamilton. This is a show called Echoes of the Amber Coast, and it's all Lithuanian discussion, um, sort of in the vein of Tracks from Abroad. And one of the hosts and people who really built this show for the past 45 years is named um, Ed Stung, Vicius. Ed, I'm sorry about the pronunciation, but um, he was extremely helpful, giving me some local songs from Toronto made by uh, Canadian Lithuanians, which you're going to hear soon. And I just wanted to read this quick passage. This is one that Ed sent me. So he works on the show with another woman called Liuda um, and this is the story of Liuda. An 18-year-old Liuda and her family left her home in Lithuania in 1944, walking southwest as the Russian Red Army approached from the east. The family had been earmarked for deportation to Siberia, and the last time the Russians were in control, that was around 1940 to 1941, says Ed, the host of this radio show, and only narrowly avoided being deported due to an attack by the German army driving the Russians out. Liuda lived out the war in a refugee camp in Germany and was offered an opportunity to come to Canada in 1948. And as it turns out, she arrived at Pier 21 in Halifax with her sister on the SS Marine Falcon of May 24th. 1948 and uh, Ed tells us on that same ship was yet another very famous child a six-year-old named Moses Znamer who as you may know would go on to build City TV so Lithuanians are in our community and they uh, reside here still you're going to hear some Lithuanian choir music coming up in just a moment but best of all let's go to Darius Gusevichis he is the ambassador of Lithuania to Canada and he was kind enough to call here on tracks from abroad Thank you so much for listening. We are only halfway through the show. We have Darius Skusevichis, the ambassador of Lithuania to Canada. I can't think of a better person to tell us about Lithuania today. Darius, how's it going?
5: Good, good, great. Thank you, Jesse, for for having me on, on your show.
3: I appreciate it very much. So right now you're in Ottawa, is that correct? Yes, and how long have you been the ambassador
5: look i arrived to to canada i was lucky enough to arrive uh, in pre covid times you can also call it bc before covid so it was uh, it was exactly 3 years and and a week ago uh, i came and i still manage you know till till in those several months, I managed to get my Minister of Foreign Affairs visiting Canada. We had great political consultations of pre baltics with, with Canadian counterparts here in Ottawa. And then everything was closed. But, uh, but look, even even closures were... It was a great period of time uh, in terms of work. Because uh, otherwise, uh, uh, most probably you know that Canada is a big country. April 2020... Uh, I started connecting to all communities across Canada on VTC, which became, you know, normal. And since then we have, uh, you know, once a month we're meeting with uh, with uh, all the unions' communities uh, across Canada and, uh, and coordinating our activities. So, you know, we started using that technology and it made the world even a smaller place with uh, much more, you know, Participants from around the world uh, participating in, you know, one day an event in Canada, another day an event in Japan, Australia or wherever, because it's much easier now.
3: A lot of our courses at the University of Toronto, of course, went virtual, and there was a lot of friction, a little difficulty that, you know, figuring out how the websites worked and how all of this worked. For you guys, ambassadors, you're really dealing with some important conversations. Was there any challenge there? Was anybody muted? You're trying to get the ambassador of Japan to, to unmute himself or anything like that?
5: You know biggest challenge was and and still is with virtual events uh it will never replace real conversations uh, open platforms it's not uh, encrypted this is not the channel where you can uh, share sensitive information right so in uh, w- when you have in-person events uh, there are some formats which are you know of the record uh, some of the formats, uh, for example, when we meet uh, colleagues in Department of Defense or, not, or Armed Forces or Global Affairs Canada, you go to even special rooms to right. talk. Uh, you know, information which uh, which uh, which has uh, on it restricted or secret or whatever, yeah. and you cannot do that uh, on uh, on VTC. Other than that, I would say it it worked uh, okay.
3: Good. It's I guess it's not the same to go into a breakout room on Zoom and to share sensitive information. That may be not the best idea. Darius, um, I first got the idea to, to do a show on Lithuania through another radio show on CFMU, which is McMaster University's radio stations, called Echoes of the Amber Coast. And it's all about Lithuania. There's Lithuanian hosts, and they play Lithuanian music. So I'd like to ask you, um, what does the Lithuanian community in Canada look like?
5: Let's start this. This year, uh, Lithuanian community in Canada is uh, celebrating seventy years of the of the official establishment of mm. organization as such. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, currently, according to census uh, of twenty twenty one data, uh, there are fifty plus thousand people in Canada who claim to be at least partially related to Lithuania one of the parents one of, one of the grandparents coming from Lithuania have uh, relatives in Lithuania or speak language or have Lithuanian passports so and 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 there are you know they're coming from from different waves of uh, immigration uh, you know, some first Lithuanians came, I think, in the end of uh, 19th century uh, to Canada. But then, you know, biggest waves were between uh, First and Second World Wars, then a uh, massive wave of uh, immigration to Canada after Second World War. Next wave was uh, in the 90s when we restored uh, independence. You know, people being free to travel and choose where to live. We're searching for a better life. And, and now the recent immigration, you know, student, uh, students, young families, uh, youth who, who just, you know, just are willing to, to study or to explore or to try themselves in, in different environments. So it's very diverse. There are 30 plus thousand uh, Lithuanians uh, in, in this province. Uh, second biggest community is in Montreal, uh, but we have Lithuanians uh, from coast to coast. Some Lithuanians live in even even in uh, Yukon and Northern Territories. We we have Lithuanians. You know, when most of them came or their parents came to Canada, Lithuania was occupied. Main tasks or main goals of their, you know, organizational uh, structures was to first preserve culture and traditions. Mm -hmm. And that's why you will have, you know, still traditional Lithuanian dishes uh, being prepared at every parish uh, after Sunday mass, traditional dances, uh, Lithuanian choirs, uh, etc, etc, etc. So they, they kept all these things uh, alive through, through you know, decades. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting.
3: I spoke to uh, an artist who's from Toronto, uh, but is Italian, and she said something similar to what you just said, which is that when immigrants come from Europe, in this case, from Italy, they came to Toronto and they established these cultural bubbles that took, you know, let's say 100 years they, they immigrated here. And then that culture from 100 years ago has been preserved so that when this particular artist went back to Italy, she knew songs that were like from the great-great-grandparents generation. And it was just uh, sort of a juxtaposition of that older part of the traditional culture coming back to to home.
5: Yeah, exactly, exactly the same here. And, uh, you know, even Lithuanians, uh, Lithuanian officials, uh, some colleagues coming from from Lithuania to Canada, they are really very pleasantly surprised to see, you know, that... uh, that people here know more Lithuanian traditional songs than uh, than uh, than people back uh, back home.
3: You know mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Could you tell us about your path for coming from Lithuania to Canada? Did you grow up in Lithuania? What was that like? And then I know you started um, as an IT specialist in meteorology. Now you're an ambassador. How did that all happen?
5: You know, you should be careful with uh, what you wish for. So yes, I I I was born in Lithuania, small town uh, close to Vilnius. Both my bachelor and master's, I finished it in in Lithuania, and I started uh, you know to participate in different kind of organizations, starting from students' union. When uh, in uh, at the very beginning of my study years at uh, at university, so I I, I ended up uh, my last positions were. Vice President of National Students Union. Then I joined the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I was advisor to the minister. Then I worked in Brussels. Then I was uh, Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs. And from there, I came came to Canada and uh, three years, uh, hopefully successfully serving uh, my country and really looking forward to do maximum uh, I can in that period of time.
3: You are listening to Tracks from Abroad. We're taking a music break here. This is a Lithuanian choir recorded in 2002. a lithuanian choir singing in hamilton as i understand it in 2002 and i can confidently say that song has never been played on this frequency on this station on ciut it's great to break new ground here and thank you again to ed Stunjivicius of uh of echoes of the amber echoes from the amber coast that's on cfmu uh, in Hamilton. Of course, it's the McMaster radio station. Shouts out to another, um, uh, another campus radio station. How fantastic is that? Now, back to my interview with Darius, the ambassador of Lithuania to Canada. I asked Darius about the difficulty of maintaining your public image, especially when you're representing an entire country and when every single thing that you do uh, is, is recorded uh, in this day and age.
5: Yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge uh, and very rightly said, you know, you you are never uh, seen as a regular person even even during your free time, people, you know, here in community they see you as representative of Lithuania. So it comes with uh, with, you know, some some internal pressure to behave uh, all, all the time but uh, you know you you get used to that you get used to that and I think with you know with the era of uh, social media and everything being uh, public everything being uh, filmed uh, and put on on different channels uh, you get used to that you know you you have to be careful Uh, if you talk from on behalf of yourself, you have to say that uh, I personally think that it would be a great idea. Mm -hmm. But I should check with my government. (laughs) Yeah.
3: That was Darius talking about maintaining his public image, trying not to uh, cause an international incident, as we might say. And uh, the next part, this is going to be the last part of my interview with Darius. But it was so significant that the LRT, Lithuanian National Television, reported on this story. Again, you are listening to Tracks from Abroad. And this is Darius talking about his marathon with the polar bears.
5: I'm a huge fan of running. Sure. So uh, biggest, uh, biggest thing I did uh, in Canada was running uh, church in Churchill. Uh, last November, I did polar beer marathon. Wow. Capital of polar beers. I went there for with a relatively small group. I went there with uh, what 10 plus and other runners and I did the uh, full marathon. 42 kilometers, you run 21 kilometer one way, then you turn uh, around and run back. And you know, people are saying, usually saying that, uh, to be able to escape polar bear, you have to be, you don't have to be the fastest, you have to be faster than at least one other participant. But they don't speak about the situation when you are running first, and the polar bear is in front of you.
3: Hmm you sacrifice so that was, your position? It's so that a tricky was, question. That
5: was, yeah, so that was uh, my situation, actually, you know, running and uh, seeing polar bear 400 meters in front of me. Wow. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I saw on that run, I saw four polar bears
3: wow i uh ran my first marathon this year i did the toronto waterfront marathon and my fear was toronto drivers you know they're unpredictable as heck but polar bears on the other hand that's a whole nother kettle of fish wow
5: i also did that marathon this year did you this year yeah oh yeah all toronto, right let's virtually shake
3: hands yeah congrats yeah it was a yeah. great experience for me well to wrap up, Darius, I'd just like to, to give you the opportunity to tell us about why Lithuania is special. For anyone who's listening who's not been to Lithuania who might consider going there, why is it a special place to be?
5: Vilnius, capital of Lithuania, next year, 2023, is celebrating 700 years anniversary. 700 years. It's uh, most probably a bit difficult to to, to imagine for, for uh, I would say uh, so. being here, you know. And having most of the buildings and 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 all the things uh, you know much younger, Europe in general is uh, is a, is a great uh, place to be because of the distances. You know, you can travel all three Baltic countries in uh, in a week. Uh, at the same time, very very developed uh, capital with uh, great uh, day life, nightlife, uh, cuisine, and and everything. So, so it's definitely the place. Uh, to visit and to and to see it yourself.
3: All right. Well, Darius Skusevic is the ambassador of Lithuania to Canada. I'm so glad that you uh, were not uh, eaten by a polar bear, sir. Very much so. And thank you very much today for speaking with us on Tracks from Abroad.
5: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: S meno kaip mano sienelis pasudi mane prie jo arčiau, papasakojo apje links mitės, jo tie nei anksčiau, nu pa rode kurų pelai, miškai ir kaunai jis vajojo savo sugrižėma. Ihr Bobo, ihr Saldesnes, abrei. Mann, der Tee, Bis Schaukja. Bis Schaukja. Pasidarė jisai Jo galva Pražilo, nukliko Akis Neregėjo visai Bet meilė Širdy vis augo Sapmerai Kalavo biltis Kai gulėjo Mirštantis lovoj Jis tarė Prieš užverkent akis Man Sobmati ti tak krašta, kur je staj milje od labaj. Ra kas ves kalas su ra kente, pet širdes ves lo met lek sva izgar. Suvranto da parkaj miljete,